Hello, hello, and welcome to Built on Hope, a podcast dedicated to competitive Imperial Assault. I'm your host, Isaac, and in this episode, we have another matchup analysis segment. Unfortunately, David and Jess were unable to join us today. However, Jess was able to record a brief news segment, which will be coming up right here. Hi, everyone. Jess here with some news for you. First off, the IACP now has a Reddit community. Uh, So I'll put links in the show notes. But yes, you can now uh, comment and see announcements on the IACP Reddit. Also, we just had, well, kind of in the middle of Season 3 Celebration Tournament. So the top four uh, ended up being Tuka, uh, who is playing a Smuggler Spy Rebels Force Users list. Trevor with a Boba Fett Scum Weequays list. Ryan with a Rebel Force Users with Yoda. And Derek running an Imperial Tank list. Uh, So the finals are going to be, well, when I'm recording this, tomorrow. So next episode, we will chat about what happened in the top four and the finals. Very exciting. But it seems like at the moment, uh, Boba Fett is very popular and lots of Rebel Force users. Big, big news. I am really excited about this next piece. So ICP has just released a uh, document about the new structure that they're going to be doing for the seasons and how they're releasing the seasons. Uh, so uh, Noah at TV Boy uh, has released a article on the IACP website that details it and it's very well written and it's very detailed. I highly recommend you go through it and read it so that you kind of understand the reasoning behind the changes Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the changes myself. But just kind of a summary how the new season structure is going to be. Number one, it's all going to be very laid out and there are dates for all the steps that are happening, which is really nice. We can kind of see the schedule for season four and it's very set and there aren't going to be kind of adjustments happening kind of out of the blue. They're more structured, which is really cool. All right, so the summary is that it starts off with we're going to get four weeks of previews of the cards in advance, kind of spreading them out so that you can kind of get a feel for the cards and uh, build up excitement. Then it's going to be uh, two and a half months of public play testing. And instead of having uh, card adjustments that are happening kind of randomly on the fly out of the blue, there will be two pre-scheduled adjustments and they will be set in advance when those will be and they'll kind of tweak any cards that are kind of seem to be broken and then at the end of the playtesting period there'll be a community vote which is about two weeks and at that time uh, the cards will be voted on which cards will be officially set as approved And then this is the bit that I think is really exciting is that after the community vote, there'll be a three month period where the approved cards have been set and they will not be changed until the next season. 
So any events, any organized play tournaments that are happening at that stage will just be in the approved format, which is a big difference from what we have now where uh, it's kind of organizers can just choose if they want to do the new season content or if they do approved. But now there is a set time period that at the end of the playtesting period, it will be approved only. Now, during the playtesting period, any events organized at this time uh, will be able to choose whether or not they use the kind of season playtest in their event or if they want to do approved. Um, but that's only during the playtesting period. But at the end, there will be a set time where it's approved only. So I'm really excited about it. I like that it's very clear when things are happening with dates and uh, all that laid out. So I, I hope that this is going to help a lot of people that have been wanting kind of a more stable, more balanced event style organized play kind of gives them a place to have some events to look forward to. But that's it for my news, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much, Jess. And with that, I think we will just dive straight into the episode now. In our previous matchup analysis episode, we had the one and only Vader as the card we were discussing. And Vader is obviously a very strong figure, but Vader is a figure that has been used in the Saturn meta as well. And as ICP just continues to rise with every passing week... We kind of have to turn our attention to some IACP exclusive cards and bring on an expert in one of those fields and ask them about one of these particular characters and how they run them. And so we thought, who better to ask than none other than Kyle Bossom, the most recent online IACP regional champion who took his awesome Boba Fett list straight to the top. And speaking of him, here is Kyle right now. Hello, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm good, Isaac. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. I mean, uh, at the time of recording, this is right after the previous ISCP regional, where neither of us made the cut, unfortunately. But um, yeah, still a good time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kyle, um, I think most people probably know you, but for anyone who hasn't, what got you into the game? Uh, Well, I started about four or five years ago, probably right after Bestman Gambit came out. And I just started getting into back into board gaming in general. And I saw Sorastro's painting guides on Imperial Assault. And I thought it was really cool how detailed these Star Wars figures were. And so that's kind of what got me looking at the game. And so I started watching, you know, doing my research, as I always do. And so I bought the game and started playing campaign for a year or so. And then played my first tournament or started playing competitively, probably around uh, Jabba's Realm. Oh, nice. Do you remember your first tournament? How how was it? I yeah, my first tournament was an online vassal tournament. Oh. And I was running uh kind of an Imperial Hunter list with Grand Inquisitor, because he was relatively new, and Onar, and I don't remember who else, but probably BT if he was out then, I don't know. I think I went like, you know, even, like two and two. But I did beat uh DT. I had some beginner's luck, I think. <laughs> <laughs> One of the only times I've ever beaten him. Yeah, well, well I was just about to say, because uh, you and DT are geographically pretty closely related, aren't you? Because I usually see you two going to the same tournaments all the time. Yeah, yeah, we, we go to the same local tournaments. We've gone up to Canada before, go to some regionals up there. Oh, that's awesome. 
So I do have to ask, what got you into Bobolists? So I'm sure you'll, this will probably um, bear some into your answer, but when I first uh, met you, you were really into Vatalists. Well, rather, actually, I should be more precise. When I first met you, we played an online campaign together. Um, but uh, when, I then, when we then started playing Skirmish together, you were all, all about Vader until Spectre Cell and you sold your soul. Um, but uh, you've been playing Vader for a long time. So how did that kind of, I suppose, help you transition into seeing Boba Fett as a powerful figure? Well, my, uh, I'm very familiar with uh, Vader and the Jets. Uh, I went to Worlds with them. I've played probably like 100 games with Vader and the Jets. So naturally, the next IAC, well, in ICP, the next step would be Bubba and the Jets because the synergies are even better than Vader and the Jets. Very, very cool. Well, before we jump straight into all the intricacies of Boba Fett and, the, and Kyle's amazing list, I'm um, just for the final time, as this is the third episode, we haven't had too many of these matchup analysis segments. This will be the final time I provide the the outline of the episode. And in future episodes, I think most listeners will probably know what it is that we're talking about. But to summarize, what we want to do with these segments is provide a detailed insight into the function of this list. So how do you want to build a list for, in this case, Boba Fett? How would you want to play him on different maps? How do different matchups change the way you play the game? And in addition, we want to take a deep dive into how the list aims to control the tempo of the game. So is this a list which is all built around denial? You stay back and you try and take as few casualties as possible and take few shots, but the shots are big and they do a lot of damage and they kill figures. Or is your list more of an aggro list? Is this one which is happy to go up and take some sacrifices in exchange for getting their attacks off? You know, a lot of melee lists will likely be this way. Um, so the Riot Swarm, or the Carolina Swarm, depending on where you live, it'll have different names. Um, but if you're in Carolina, it'll be the Carolina Swarm. If you're anywhere else, it'll be the Riot Swarm. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um, in addition, we'll be providing some advice for new players running the list, in addition to some strengths and weaknesses. Alrighty. Well, we'll jump straight into it then. Kyle, do you want to read off Boba's abilities and stat lines? Uh, Sure. Boba costs 13 points, he has 14 health, speed of 6, rolls a black die on defense. For his attack, he rolls blue-green-green. He has an innate block and evade for defense. He's a hunter vehicle with mobile, search for plus 2, search for pierce 1. His abilities are wrist cord. Once per round, you may spend 2 movement points to choose a small figure within 3 spaces in your line of sight. Push the chosen figure up to 3 spaces into a space adjacent to you. His next ability is Wrist Flamethrower. Once per round, you may spend two movement points to choose a space within two spaces. Each other figure on or adjacent to that space suffers one damage and one strain, then becomes weakened. His last ability is EE3 Carbine. When you declare an attack, you may spend two movement points to change one of your attack die to a red die. Limit once per round. Excellent. So bearing that in mind, he's got some really interesting traits, doesn't he? So he's got the Hunter and the vehicle keyword so how does that kind of build into or i suppose set itself into when you build a list so how would you go about building the list generally in an icp format well when i'm building any list i'll pick one or two key figures that i want in the list and then i look for any kind of synergies whether that's with their abilities or with their traits and focus my list on those synergies so for bubba while deep down at heart i'm an imperial player 
Sorry, scum. <laughs> but Imperials are all about vehicles. And so I really focus on that vehicle trait and how um, within Imperials I can utilize that vehicle trait. Very nice. So I suppose that just segues perfectly into your previous tournament list. So do you want to talk about that one? And we can kind of use that one as a base, an example for this episode? Sure. At my tournament, I ran Bubba Fett, two sets of elite jet troopers, Thrawn, two sets of regular officers, Rule by Fear Zillow, Temporary Alliance, and Advanced Comm Systems. Marvelous. Alrighty. Well, so I suppose building up from that then, what does your command deck look like for anyone who might not be aware of the vehicle intricacies? And also, as Boba is your only is the only hunter in your list, to what extent do you see yourself including hunter cards when only one figure can use them? So when I'm building a list, like I said, I look for those synergies, and usually the synergies are all about traits. Because you want to when you build your command deck, you want each card to affect as many of your units as you can. So for Bubba and the Jets, the whole command deck's built around vehicles. My command cards are Armed Escort, Call of Vanguard, Element of Surprise, Foresee, Fuel Upgrade, Grenadier, Mandalorian Tactics, Negation, New Orders, Overcharged Weapons, Overrun, Planning, Take Initiative, Urgency, Wild Attack. So, and you found that your Boba is able to deal enough damage without the use of excessive com- uh, Hunter Command cards? Yeah, I think Bubba's strengths are his abilities. Agreed. Getting off one attack to do, you know, four or five damage is, to me, a lot less valuable than getting off a damage strain and weaken to four or five targets. Oh, 100%. And, you know, especially considering the fact that Boba has that innate evade. And if he can then weaken his enemies as well, then, you know, a lot of lists, a lot of lists will really struggle to get any surges through, which obviously for Jedi is absolute disaster territory. Because Jedi just love getting that pierce mm-hmm. through on Boba. And speaking of pierce, now that you're running Boba in an Imperial list, you have access to Zillow and a bunch of other defensive cards. So I really, really like the list, because um, Carl's played this list against me several times, beat me horribly with it several times. <laughs> but, but it's such a cool list, because it, it shows how, even though the Hunter keyword is powerful, it's really the Hunter figures that are so powerful, and you can run them in a completely different list and still get their value out, which is so cool. So jumping on from that then, as we've now discussed the list, what matchups do you consider are the best and the worst for... We'll start with this list, and then we'll probably have a look at Scum Boba Fett as well, in a Scum, Scum Hunters list, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people will be mm-hmm. more likely to build that sort of list, I think. Um, so starting with yeah. uh, Boba Jets, which matchups are the worst ones, and how would you look around tailoring your deck to combat those lists which you struggle against without sacrificing too much potential against you know, the more common meta. So let's say that the Jedi are the most... So just as an example, you'll probably correct me here, but let's uh, say that Jedi are the most common uh, meta lists, but Boba, say, struggles the most against other hunters. Then how would you com- then how would you build your deck to make sure you're strong enough to beat the hunters without losing enough value that you suddenly struggle against all the Jedi you'll, go- you'll be going up against? Mm-hmm. From my experience with this list, the closest matchup or the most challenging one were more defensive lists, other vehicle lists. Uh, I remember I played uh, Jake and he was running, uh, I think it was the ATDP mm. or maybe it was General Weiss or the ATST. 
one of those vehicles because the list doesn't have a lot of pierce when they have you know extra blocks extra evades not necessarily extra evades but ex- those extra blocks because you know you have to attack them at some point you can't just flamethrower the whole game yeah. <laughs> even though you know i try to <laughs> those attacks you can't really do a lot of damage against them whereas against jedi list um all that pierce is tough to handle but as, if your positioning is right and with bubba i usually don't get any attacks off unless i have as a command card and i'll get the free attack what I'm more focused on is getting those flamethrowers off and then staying safe with them because the whole list basically is built. Or, uh, I mean, with with him gone, just like just like with Vader, uh, when he's gone, then there's not you you lose a lot of your options. Yeah, for sure, makes sense. And so, have you run Boba in scum lists as well? So, say with weakways or Zuckers or something like that. I haven't yet. Like I said, I'm I'm an Imperial player at heart, so and uh, Bubba and the Jets is just so much fun for me. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I again, I played against it several times. I have played with it a few times as well, and uh, I, I couldn't get it to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, you are without a doubt a better boss and Jet player than I am. So <laughs> um, no surprises there. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, I think we'll just move straight on into the gameplay section. So using your tournament list. What is your aim for round one? Let's uh, let's take the three um, IECP tournament maps in rotation, and let's start with Coruscant Back Alleys, so Maul's map. What is your aim for round one on that map? Generally, round one, I have the same opening uh, sequence, basically. Usually, I'll want to go Thrawn right away to get some command card denial. Mm-hmm. I will use my officers to get Bubba up, up as close as I can. Uh, on Maul's map, I really like the blue deployment zone on the bottom there, with the terminal who's right next uh, that's right next to that wall that Bubba can just fly right over because he's perfectly safe. And this is a great map for Bubba and the Jets just because of all that blocking terrain they can go anywhere yeah. they want and still get you know have line of sight blocked to them basically. Um, so uh, yeah, Thrawn officers, and then I'll move my Jets. Um, I usually tuck them in the middle, kind of. Uh, in that upper, in that corner where there's only like one entryway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that space is called, but yeah, I, I think it's got a couple of different names. Are you talking about the like Ezra box slash upside down T or something? Kind of uh, on mm-hmm. the taxi side. Taxi side. Oh, um, no, I'm talking about in the middle of the map. If you're looking at a map, I guess the other there's a taxi that's a uh, uh, on the other side of the on the other side of the taxi. Yeah. There's that little room i guess mm, call gotcha it. i see yeah, yeah yeah they can yeah they can uh easily get there yeah they, in round one they i can't get them over to that taxi but i can easily get them over to the, the other side and they're still safe that's really cool okay um so i suppose as we're going through the maps one by one um let's also just um uh, touch on the objective utilization which you'll be looking for on the different maps so um again with Moll's map on the two different missions, the poster mission and the gangster mission, what are kind mm-hmm. of your plans in regards to objectives? Because obviously you got the you got the mobile, you got the speed, which is all really good, and you also you're also not bad at attacking those kind of gangsters. So how would you, to what extent do you really care about the mission at that point? So going into any game, my play style is I want to take out figures first. Mm-hmm. And then focus on objectives when it's convenient, I guess. For the gangsters, there's always that one that's closer to deployment zone. I'll sh- I'll sh- get a couple shots off with Thrawn and maybe a jet or two 
especially if they're within four spaces of a jet, then I'll automatically get that shot off just because it gives me two extra movement points. But with Bubba, it's always use the officers, push him up, run him up six spaces, flamethrower, eight guys, and then run back. That's my that's my Bubba play round one. Awesome. All right. Um. So on to the next map then. Uh, ISB headquarters. What's kind of your yeah? What's your aim for round one? And how do you use Andy? How do you care about the different missions on there with both E two your stations and reconnaissance mission? I've played I've played ISB uh quite a bit. Not with Bubba and the Jets, but uh, it was in rotation when I started playing Imperial Assault. With Bub and the Jets, you know, mobile is a big part of their play style. Yeah. So anywhere where I can tuck them behind those red square spaces and just fly over them, I try to use that to my advantage. So uh, if you're starting on the top, I would position Bubba you know, right on that staircase because he can just fly right down it um, and be right in their deployment zone You know, round one, basically, with that flamethrower. On the other side, I would tuck him right behind the on that terminal. There's that red square to the right of it. Yeah, I would tuck Bubba right behind that with the officers, and then um, whenever they group up, because most people, uh, there's a lot of in Imperial Assault. You want to, generally speaking, uh, you want to keep your figures close together to use those. You know, whether it's three C three PO giving you bonuses, or you know Hera, or even Luke giving those rerolls out to spaces uh, figures within three spaces. Generally, you want to keep your figures close together, and that plays right into Bubba's strengths. Huh. Yeah, whenever they you know, get into that prime spot where they're all grouped up next to C-3PO, that's when you launch Bubba out there, get a flamethrower off, and get them back. <laughs> I mean, Bubba is not bad at getting rid of those 3PO boxes, because... You know, the, the more the more you box up, the more you're going to take damage. And especially since the evade thing exactly. just cancels 3PO's extra uh, distracting ability, which is always really nice. Okay, and how about the objectives on that map? Um, uh, with the defense stations and the remotes, the reconnaissance remotes. Sure. The problem with this list is there aren't really any good people you want to open doors with. You don't want to open doors with Bubba mm. or the Jets. So really that only leaves Thrawn the officers. And whenever I play Thrawn, he is out of the picture until like round three. Because I do not want him getting attacked. I want him getting giving out those tokens, get it getting the most out of his abilities, taking away cards. Yeah. And with officers, round one, you're pushing up Bubba. Round two, um round two and three, you're looking at ways to get that new orders off. For me, that's what I'm looking for usually using an officer to ready up Bubba again, because how I like to play him running up, flamethrower running back, it usually gives you a good opportunity to get that new orders off. Of course, all his abilities are once per round, which is a little little inconvenient, yeah. but he, you can still like get him back into a safe space and then bring him right back out at the end of the round, hoping for that you know initiative swing to, in your favor. Yeah, nice. And your list is six activations, isn't it? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So then, I mean, if you pass as much as you can, and then play new orders mm-hmm. at the right time, then you will. Then, regardless if your opponent is running nine activations, then you will still get lost activation if you play it at the right time. Exactly. So talking about the objectives, the reconnaissance one's interesting because you kind of have to throw someone out there to get that droid to get be able to see everyone. Yeah. And with this list, you really don't want to throw anyone out there, especially early. 
there's so few figures you don't want to be taking a lot of attacks not like uh with you know swarm list it's really easy to like you know throw a riot trooper out there he might get so what if he dies he'll still get you like three or four points and pay for himself yeah exactly but with uh boba and the jets you're really not objective i'm not objective focused when i'm playing it so reconnaissance i kind of just ignore the objectives for the stations though you can't really you can't let them get nine points around oh yeah so i'll definitely try to and it depends on how they're playing too if it depends against against the list you're playing against i guess mm. with jedi lists um you know you're it's a little more forgiving to open those doors but against hunter lists i wouldn't open the door i would let them you know if they open their door and took those two stations in the hallway i'll just let them have that round one but then you know round you round two and three you can't let that happen so that's when you start flying those jets over getting those grenades off overrun flamethrower yeah for sure all that free damage oh <laughs> it is really nice and especially i mean just like you said because you do have so much unblockable damage and your figures are pretty fast and agile pun intended that you know <laughs> it, it shouldn't be too hard for you to go in and you know get rid of some of their you know if maybe they move the weak ways into that hallway you know with the overrun grenadier and the flamethrower you might not even need to attack them yeah yeah they don't get a lot of attacks off usually uh you know i'm looking for that fuel upgrade call the vanguard overrun grenadier combo oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's the perfect combo and the you know fuel upgrade really buffs up bubba too gives him two free evades seven speed <laughs> oh man really gets him where wherever you he controls the whole map yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i mean and especially with the fact that he can push or rather pull people off objectives i mm-hmm. i'm so glad that the committee nerfed uh, or removed the stun from his push ability I'll be honest, I'm a little sad. <laughs> stunning ATS, stunning general wise. <laughs> just feels great. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, and, uh, and also, who are, who are we to say that Boba Fett is not equal to a snow speeder? I mean, come on. Surely Boba is just as strong as yeah, a who, speeder who piloted we? by two rebels and a full and engine. As long as there's no. Sorry, as long as there's no Rancor pit around. <laughs> Indeed. Well, and as long as there's no blind guy with a stick swinging around, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah awesome Alrighty. well on to the final map then Endor Defense Station what is your ideal positioning p- game plan for round one I'm, I'm presuming it's kind of similar to the other to the other maps um this this map is really good for Bub and the Jets the claim the ruins they have to grow, they have to get close to you yeah um so and you can open your doors relatively safely round one so i'll definitely open the doors with a jet and just threaten keep bubba back and just threatening that barracks he's really good at area denial and uh just being a huge threat on the board whenever he's you know on the map just because he can go anywhere he wants i'll also try to throw a jet on that shield generator and as as, you know safely as possible because this map 10 points or 10 points around for victory points is huge and you definitely can't ignore uh you know at least the claim the ruins you have to threaten those uh victory points 
you can't let them get away with 10 victory points around. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Bubba and the Jets can definitely take advantage of that. Uh, with fuel cells, you, you know, with so few figures, you can't really afford to waste those actions picking up fuel cells and running them around. Uh, those, you know, those kinds of objectives are best suited for more swarm swarm lists or lists with a lot of figures or figures that you don't care if they don't attack every round or get in a good position to threaten um, objectives. Yeah. Like Jawas or Alliance Smugglers or figures like that. Yeah, makes sense. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, now that we've gone through the maps, I guess, and the missions, then uh, how would you explain your ideal tempo as being? So kind of, are you one of those players, or rather, is this list one, which likes to see the game, the combat start and the games end early? Or is it more of a drawn out where you draw the cards and wait, you do some small attacks here and there, but you don't you don't go with your full out arsenal until later on? It's definitely uh more of the the latter. Yeah. You want to use you, you want to get as much use out of Thrawn and those flamethrowers as you can to get to use that strain and get to get rid of their cards while you're on the other side of it, drawing your combos, mm. your Fuel upgrade, grenadier overrun combos. Yeah. So round one and two, I really don't get too many attacks off unless I have you know a call of vanguard grenadier combo, something like that, or I can you know use a jet, run them up with call of vanguard, and you know get an attack off and a grenade and a grenade, and then you know move two back into safety. Yeah. Unless unless I have that opportunity, then really I'm just uh, round one and two, just so it's all about positioning. Mm. Getting into a spot where you're safe, yet you can threaten, and also be in a spot where you you know you hope you draw those command cards at at the end of the round. Yeah. Or you uh you know can you get that planning off? Maybe you know you always want to be in pos- best position to utilize those command cards because especially this list, is, you know, most lists are command card dependent. Yeah. So even if you don't have those, you need to be ready for when you, even when you don't have those command cards, you want to be in a spot where you're ready to use them when you get them. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So I think that also kind of answers the next question as well, which is positioning wise, are you more denial or aggro based? Which I I guess that just means you're denial based because, you know, you're more, you want to stay, you want to stay safe. You don't want to take any casualties until you have the cards where you will get so much value out of advancing that you're fine with losing mm-hmm. one or two or even three jets if it means you getting rid of one mm-hmm. or two Jedi, you know? Yeah, yeah. J- jets, I really don't want, you know, I don't want to put them in a spot where they can take a lot of attacks. Bubba, on the other hand, you know, with Thrawn, I usually give him a block token every round because he can take a couple hits and then he can get back to safety and still use his abilities very easily. Yeah. So I don't, him, with him, I'll throw him out a little bit maybe. To get to, you know, get make sure I get those flamethrowers off, and maybe if I have his command card, you know, get the most use out of that. I want him just like with Vader, how I play Vader. I want him to be taking. I want you know the focus is all about Bubba. He's very narcissistic that way. <laughs> he wants all the attention. <laughs> Gotta love it. So yeah, position him to be the focus. Get that. Uh, you don't want your jets taking. 
um, all the attention until you have those cards ready. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think we've been talking a lot about uh, what you're ideally looking for in the different games and rounds. Uh, but what are you most scared of? Um, what kind of list and what kind of positioning by your opponent's list would really screw your plans the most? So, like I said before, I find the most uh, challenging lists playing against are going to be the de more defensive-focused yeah. lists. Because um, I, when I play, I want to take advantage of their weaknesses. And when their weaknesses are defense... With the weaken, I can especially, you know, weaken is white die players, you know, kind of enemy. Oh, oh for sure. Because they're really wanting that evade. I mean, they get most of their use uh, between dodges and evades. Yeah, precisely. And especially now that, uh, you know, more figures, when they reroll into dodges, get evades. It kind of takes away that dodge a little bit more or help helps mitigate that dodge i guess yeah exactly and, and i'd guess especially for boba who when he's now that he's doesn't focus himself up anymore you know green green blue is not bad but you're not known for rolling a million surges so you know just having that no. extra weekend can really make sure that you are able to use your search for plus two damage yeah the other thing that they can do to mess up a bubba you know spreading out really hurts uh obviously you can't flamethrower mm. Mm. a bunch of figures if they're all spread out and um yeah that makes sense yeah spreading out your figures just really weakens the flamethrower ability to me that's bubba fett's biggest strength so that's when that's when uh things are going wrong when they spread out and take away your 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 strengths basically because mm. the list that this bubba fett jets list is all about that splash damage, that free damage that you can get a lot of if they're grouped up between flamethrower, overrun, and grenadier. Yeah. Um, you know, one grenade can get off, you know, 12, 15 damage. Overrun can get off <laughs> 6, 8, 10 damage. Flamethrower oh. can do the same. And so uh, what you're really looking for is to have, you know, their whole list grouped up and then just throwing all that free damage. Because then you're looking at, you know, six figures, all with eight damage on them. Round two, round three. Um, that's the best case scenario. Awesome. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. And it's and again, we spoke about this earlier, but I find it so cool how you can take a figure who you would assume, you know, when, when you think Boba Fett, you don't think of him in a Imperial vehicle list. Most people would mm -hmm. think of him with a bunch of other hunters, you know, with Jabba or something like yeah. that, maybe with Weakways. With Dengar. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you would kind of... But it's so cool to see that a figure can do other things than just work with a trait he was mostly designed around creating. Because, I mean, let's be real. This Boba Fett by the ICP was not created solely <laughs> to be a vehicle. The only reason he was given the vehicle trade is because that's a trend that the that FFG started when mm -hmm. they created the Jet Troopers and um, Sabine as well, mm -hmm. just to have those traits. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think the you know the traits especially just give him so much more options. Because if he was just a hunter, then I probably wouldn't play with him nearly as much. But because yeah. you know him him and other figures like that have those different traits. And you really can you can use them in a multitude of ways and in different lists. Exactly. 
I'd say arguably the most striking example of this would be Forlorn, who can be legitimately mm -hmm. any trait he wants to. He could work <laughs> in a vehicle list. He he can do overrun if he wants to. He could be a force. Yeah. He he could run around with Vader and use force surge. You know. <laughs> He can be. He can run around with the Loth cats and be a creature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he he can be beast tamed by good old Malakili. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. there, there's so much variety, and I think that's one of the things which ISP has done so well. And actually, I'm not being biased when I say this because this was created before I came on the committee, so no one can assume me of just being biased here. Um, but that's one of the things which I think they did so well there in the beginning, and which which I think we're still doing to this day, is it it creates just so many more options even with mm -hmm. just a few more list additions. It, when uh, adding, say, Trend Oceans, which were kind of added a while back, but then were pulled back and will be released in a, in a later season sometime, I'm sure, as they kind of compete with the weak ways for, the, for that kind of points, points level, maybe they're a little bit more expensive. Again, that'll just, we'll see what happens when they get released one day. But, you know, just something as small as that, let's just think about that, because those because they are so close range, they could work great in a broader list, because they are obviously hunter brawler, they could also work well with creatures, just because again they are brawlers and they are close ranged hunters. Uh, but they could also work well in the classic weak way list, just replacing weak ways. And it's really cool how new additions can not only change existing lists, just like your boba jets list has done now. That instead of running Vader jets, you're running boba jets, which has even more synergy than Vader jets. And it's just really cool. All right. Well, I suppose just moving on from there, we've uh, we've spoken about what you're looking for. We've spoken about what you're scared of, and I, so I guess we we have kind of touched on what happens when everything goes right and everything goes wrongly for the list. So, considering the best case scenario and the worst case scenario for you, um, because obviously dice are subjective, but the thing is, your list is so special in the fact that you don't really care too much about dice. Because you got the great stats, and a lot of the damage you do is unblockable, you know, with Overrun and Grenadier and Flamethrower. So I, I guess this doesn't apply too much, but still, it's worth looking at. How would you balance your play uh, to try and find a middle ground between the two so that you don't assume that everything is going to go your way, uh, but you don't also stop, your, stop yourself from, from doing anything because you're just assuming everything will go wrong? Yeah. So yeah, because the list doesn't rely too much on die rolls, it has a lot of consistency. Now, if everything goes wrong and they do spread out a little bit, prob uh, what I would do in that situation is just try to play to their weaknesses. Try to position yourself in a way where you can do the most damage, I guess, with the tools you have. As, as much as they can spread out, you know, the maps are only so big, there's going to be some grouping up. There's going to be some spots where, or there's some spots maybe where you can, you know, fly Bubba around the back and start taking out their support units or maybe that's when you start going for objectives because when they're going to be spread out then you're not going to be taking as many hits you know or you, they can't focus fire on your guys as much so that gives you the opportunity to really really push for that map control nice well i guess we'll jump into the next section then um which is advice for new players and new doesn't have to mean new to imperial assault just necessarily new to this to this kind of archetype so is there, is there any change you would make to the list to make it more beginner-friendly at all? No, um, I can't think of a... You know, the, the list is... It is a little different. There aren't, you know, there aren't too many vehicles with Bubba. Bubba takes up a lot of your points. Like I said, he's narcissistic. <laughs> so it doesn't give you a lot more room. At least how I play him, you know, 
you can't really get uh, Bubba and Weiss or an ATDB in there or the Repulsor tank. Yeah, yeah. He's the centerpiece of the list. He's the queen. Yeah, if you take out, you know, if you take out the jets, then um, really, then you're trying to focus on other things. Maybe you're trying to focus on the hunter trait, and maybe the hunter trait um, when you're playing with Bubba is the more beginner friendly way to play him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use those, you know, that use those hunter cards to make those big, take those big shots to hopefully one shot their key figures. Yeah. So I suppose um, extending on from that, we'll just take two examples real quick, and uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on them. So what would you consider is the best segue uh, for a player who wants to try this list out but isn't quite ready to jump in with a list in particular? Would you, ad- would you think that a mercenary scum hunter's boba list, where you get to learn to use boba in a very different way, but you're still doing a bunch of damage, and you, you now you know now you've got focus. Now you've got hunter cards. Do you think that something like that to learn Boba very well is a better start than, say, running Vader Jets, where Vader Jets is obviously one of the most common lists in, especially in standard format for the Empire. But there you would get to learn how to play the vehicles very, uh, or how to play the jets very well, um, because I would probably say that Vader is maybe a little more straightforward on how to play than Boba. You might disagree. So, which of those two would you consider is a better segue list? You know, Bubba's kind of unique in that because his trait, you know, the hunter and vehicles are you know so different. He kind of yeah. has two different play styles. You know, if you're if you're running more as a, as a if you're focusing on the hunter trait, then more you're more like you know, popping out, taking a shot, and then coming back. Uh, I think it's a little different than when. I'm playing him as a vehicle. I mean, it's I mean, you know, still you know running up, getting a flamethrower off, and getting back. So I guess that does, I guess it is the same playstyle, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of, but also in the mercenary version, then you know you've got. Yeah, all of your guys are doing that. I guess you want to, if you're looking uh, to I guess play more of a positioning type of list, then really I think uh, maybe more friendly way to get into it would be. You know, a trooper swarm list or something where um, you can still get off those, mm. you know, grenadier combos, yeah. call the vanguard, um, but also like with elite riot, the elite stormtroopers. You know, you need to be a, you need to be get adjacent to other troopers to get, you know use their rerolls, and so that's more positioning focused, I think. So lists that focus on positioning, I, I guess, is where I'm trying to get at to to get used to that playstyle. Yeah, exactly. Because with, uh, I mean, with the way you've been describing um, uh, Boba Jets, it's it's a lot about positioning. It's all about you don't take too many attacks, but you do other things to just make your opponent so weak that if they do decide to rush into your face with an attack, they're one not going to do a lot of damage, and two, they're then going to be absolutely beat up by all those jets that are just hiding around the corner. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to add before we close out? No, I, I think uh, Bubba's in a really good spot. I think he is uh he's he's definitely a lot more balanced now that he can't stun, you know, General Weiss or you know, a Bantha or something. <laughs> um yeah. Yep. <laughs> Poor Rancor. <laughs> uh so yeah, more balanced, but he's still like a typical queen piece in that, you know, your whole list kind of depends on or is focused around him, I guess. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. All right. Well, Carl, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you here. 
and it's been so amazing to really pick your brain about because honestly this episode has also has also clarified a lot about the way you play vader as well because i don't think we've had a an episode with you before or i'm not sure if you've been on zion's finest many times nope i have not gotcha i, I mean for me just on a personal level because uh, again we've been playing for years and years at this point it clarifies a lot in the way you play vader and it's really cool to see. I mean, I always love, this is one of the main points of this segment is, for one, it's to teach people how to run a particular figure in ICP format. But for another, it's also just a good way to speak to some of the greatest players in the world for Imperial Assault and really pick their brain apart and see how they play the game. That's really cool. Well, thank you for having me. Well, it's been a pleasure. And let's definitely be sure to do it again sometime. Definitely. But until then... I hope everyone at home is staying safe, and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. You can say bye as well. Bye! <laughs>